everybody, and welcome back to the Triforce Podcast. That's right. Three weeks running, the most consistent podcast on the net. <laughs> Guaranteed. How many other podcasts have made it to what is now 104 episodes? Actually, possibly more None. than that. I think we've got to be the longest running podcast, the most consistent, at least we for the past three weeks. We should continually pat ourselves on the back we that should. this podcast is still dragging itself up every How morning. How have we done it? How have we done it? Even Frankenstein didn't live this long. It's incredible. We're still going. What, what, do you, what do you mean? Sorry. What do you mean Frankenstein didn't live this long? Well, you know, he was just sort of like uh, like a mis, a, a mishmash of like bolts and like uh, green skin. The monster, you mean? He was a bit of a monster. Like, you know, he just cobbled, <laughs> cobbled together and uh, lived a, a short but like a fairly influential life, I suppose. Um, but, you know, I think I feel like the podcast, this podcast is uh, is very similar in, in a sense. But has has lasted longer. It's gone. Right, it's right. gone the extra mile. You know what I mean? Yeah, I suppose. Yeah, like um, like like like. How old was Data? You know, in Star Trek, he can't have been more than like ten. Was he like five or six years old or ten? Something 10? like that. Yeah, he wasn't yeah. old. Yeah. He was only ten. Well, think about the fact that he's basically a kid with physical superpowers, mental superpowers, but who doesn't even know what kissing is. You know what I'm saying? That's data. Yeah. He was like running the ship a bunch of times as well. Hey, do like... you know anyone else better qualified? Because not even Worf is better qualified, apparently. A 10-year-old child. I think a 10-year-old child will do better in some of the countries. They don't have all today. the overheads that adults have, right? They have. They don't have all the stress overheads. You know, they just sort of take things as they come. So... I think in like a crisis situation, a ten-year-old kid is probably probably well suited for you know navigating a this ship is, through this is troubled why, waters. This is why you're not in charge of a spaceship, Sips. Yeah, I remember on a podcast a long time ago, you said that you wanted to be a starship captain. Yes, and to crash your ship into the sun was or, or something. You wanted to have a moment on the bridge where you went, "Oh my god!" and then the ship got blown up. Right, that was an ambition of yours. If you want. Get a starship captaincy, easy. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And then just stick a ten-year-old. Bring in your bring your ten-year-old kid on a shadow day, like a work work <laughs> shadow say, day. Take over, sir. There was a Russian air, uh, passenger plane that actually did that. The pilot had his kid in the cockpit, let him fly a bit, and the black box recorded the fact the kid fucked the plane and they crashed and everybody died. Yeah, yeah. Terrible. That's wild. Number one, put us into warp nine, son. You have the helm. And then I just go and play the flute in my uh, quarters for a bit. <laughs> and then I have my moment where we do crash into the sun because my, my son has no experience oh my navigating space in a, in a starship as a captain. I'd like to think the rest of the crew would like, if his order was stupid, they'd just be like, just belay that one. You know, they'd be whispering, just belay. Belay that order. I love belay. that word. Belay that order. Belay that order, Mr. You never hear that. Belay. Belay that. Belay? belay. You mean like do it later or you mean just ignore? Belay. It sounds like a, it sounds like a posh um, like variation of the name Billy. Like, <laughs> uh, imagine, yeah, imagine like you're a rapper, <laughs> Belay the rapper or something. You know, like yes, they always yeah, do. yeah, yeah. Me and me and the Tarquin and, and Belay are going out belay. to the yurt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Oh, oh Belay, <laughs> not you. Belay and Janae. <laughs> <laughs> Belay. Nice. So what have you uh, boys been up to this this past week? Anything? Oh, we have to follow the flowchart. Have you seen? Yeah, have I you saw seen the flowchart. There was a flowchart. Oh, I saw the flowchart. Yeah. What are we going to rant about today, guys? What's, oh, I'll get what's, to and it. it was like, has anyone been on holiday? Uh, yes or no? No. Has anyone played My answer's no. a new video game? No. I played Borderlands. Three. Oh yeah, I did play uh, that. That was new. Yeah, thoughts? 
Um, it's fine. I did uh, a rant about it and then stopped. I, I tried to get into it, but <laughs> got probably stuck. for the same reasons Purian didn't like it. There's too much uh, dialogue, voice character acting all the time. Annoying, really. It's like so just constantly, bad. hey, up here, up here. By the way, you can jump up here. Hey, come up here. Like constantly. Why <laughs> put that in a game? Like uh, it doesn't need to be there. I just found every uh, character's, the octave of all their voices was raised up to here. Every character's octave. Sometimes it was even higher. And they, they were, they just, it was shrill, shrieking, unfunny, embarrassing at some points how bad the, the scripting was. And I felt like multiple times the plot was just like the they, the storyline as as far as I've got like we've got off the first planet we're on some second planet and th we've just been through all this stuff someone's lost the you know some stuff it's, it's it's not going great and who decides to pilot the ship is that fucking robot claptrap that I don't understand why he's still around no one comments on the fact that this this demonic creature is running <laughs> around ruining things for everybody he almost <laughs> blows the ship up. He almost kills half the crew, and everyone's just like, no one comments on it. But, oh, claptrap. But about what everything else, guy. if anyone else breeds her, and they're like, you better watch it out, you mister. I'm going to shove a bazooka up your keister. Like, that's pretty much the, the level <laughs> yeah. of humor. And yeah, yeah. I just thought it was dreadful. And everybody seems to hate each other. Like, you're on the ship, and there's a guy on the ship who locks himself in the basement. <laughs> so one of the minor quests, they give you something called like Ethereum bucks or something stupid like that. Yeah. And you have to give them to this guy in the basement and then he gives you this quest item. So they gave me the Ethereum bucks and I went straight to the fruit machine, gambled it, lost. And then I thought, well, that's the game fucked. And when you go and talk to him, he goes, you got any Ethereum? No, I'll have it anyway. And gets it to you anyway. <laughs> so I was like, whatever. But, I mean, it's just bad writing, I think, when, it, when the quest line... You could literally fuck the quest so bad that they just had to write in, I'll just give it to them. Yeah. And then Claptrap pilots a pilot ship, puts a hole in it, and then his ass is jammed in the, the hole in the spaceship window to stop the air being sucked out, and he's making jokes about that, because, hey, my butt is keeping us alive, guys. <laughs> it's just, it's embarrassing. Yeah, I, I, no, I, I was just, actually, I actually felt bad for I didn't, it. I, it didn't even register half the time because it was so incessant. It's uh, so I just I just blocked it out. Um, after a while, but I think the thing for me was I, I get that Borderlands is a big franchise that a lot of people like. A lot of people like follow the story, I guess, and stuff. I never got into the story. I played like maybe half of the first one, half of the second one, and now this one I've played like a quarter of, I think. And I, I, I've just realized after three Borderlands games, I'm just not really into Borderlands. Like, I just don't care about the I characters. I like the gameplay. Like I like the shooting. Sure. Yeah. I, yeah. I, thought I, that was I cool. actually like the graphics and stuff too. Yeah, I, think I love the way it looks. It looks really cool. It plays really well, but there's just nothing in there to hook me in, and it feels like just another Borderlands game. Like there doesn't seem to be like anything new or great to it that would really hook me in yeah so there, there, there seems to be zero innovation yeah and I, I read it the pc gamer did a really good review i was reading it and nodding furiously because i was like geez this is exactly <laughs> what i thought like i, almost like, I my... wrote this wait i did write this <laughs> <laughs> I, I almost gave like cricked my neck i was nodding so i was like mm -hmm. this guy's mm -hmm. also a grumpy old bald bastard who doesn't <laughs> like video games holy shit my long lost brother <laughs> where do we find more like this yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
it was it was just fucking it was so irritating so I, I played it i did one playthrough of it and then i like i got as far as landing on another planet and there's a bit where you you have a chase basically on some vehicles oh my god the fucking builders what was that? the builders <laughs> Just banging on a pipe. It's honestly, I think that has raised my stress level. I've been very grumpy the last couple of months, I and mean, it's the constant banging and drilling yeah. combined with things like I played Hearts of Iron last night and got incredibly angry with that. You think after, you think after all that banging and drilling, you'd be satisfied and happy, but no, it has no. had the opposite they, effect. They've been filling in there. I mean, they've they managed to build the frame. It's a bit Just like watching... Filling it, constantly filling in cracks. A, a bunch of Amish guys build a barn, <laughs> but without the charm, you know? <laughs> <laughs> right. Without all like the other, you know, that's not the only thing they have to do in a day. It takes like a lifetime for them to build a, a barn. But then on top of all that, they got to like churn butter and they oh. got to milk cows and they got to fucking hand plow the cornfields and fuck me, man. Like, geez, I get to sit in a chair all day and complain about video games. Those guys are actually out there, you know, in the fresh air. They don't even have suds. Wait, I think they might brew their own ale. They must do, right? Do the Amish drink. Do the it. Amish, or is it like a religious thing they're not allowed to? They must brew their own ale to have some suds out in the sun while they're erecting a barn or churning butter or whatever the hell else they do. Like Amish and alcohol can and do mix. New right. order Amish, the new order of right. Amish are completely, I mean, that's ironic. We're the new order of Amish, and we're going backwards. Like, they're the, literally... It, it's like a wrestling team, new... the NAO, <laughs> the new Amish <laughs> order. <laughs> I milk my cows. They, they raise I'm a barn behind him. Raise that barn and then push him into it. <laughs> so they, they split man. in the 60s, the new order Amish, and became even more Amish. Right. Yeah, old order, they should have called themselves, really. You used to have, you used to get stories. There's Amish communities, like, all over North America. And we used to occasionally have these, like, really gruesome stories when I was growing up about... Um, you know, cause they, they still use horse carriage. Like they don't, they don't use modern technology, right? Yeah, like yeah. They, they're sort of like back to basics as, as a people. So you have these people, you know, riding their horse and carriage into, into town, uh, to get supplies or whatever. And every once in a while you'd, you'd see, you'd have these horror stories in the news of like, you know, drunken kids speeding by them and throwing like beer bottles, empty bottles, like at their horse and carriage, like effectively glassing people and stuff and Jesus. it's like what the fuck like <laughs> i thought you were gonna say it was the other way like no people would be run over by a horse and yeah, cart and it'd yeah. be really horrific no no it's like it's fucking brutal i don't know if that kind of shit i'm i'd imagine it probably still does happen but it's pretty brutal isn't it like it's I mean, terrible they're not hurting I mean, anyone just let them fucking do their own no, thing they're just chilling let them be yeah. what do you guys think about like living that kind of like rural like life like because i've been watching a bunch of primitive technology on on youtube obviously i don't know those videos are very yeah like, i watched i watched them, a whole bunch of those a couple of months ago they're really good they're so the fucking uh the furnace thing that he made and like the house out of like mud and bricks and stuff and yeah it's, yeah. So, it's really and weird it, isn't it, it? it must have take absolutely days to make a video you know or even weeks like it, like it shows like him going through this process to make a brick and it looks like it takes like an hour to make a single oh brick. is this and then the, he makes... the primitive technology guy did you did you see that that's water... primitive technology that's his channel did you see the water-based uh, uh rock breaker that he made yeah yeah to like break he's rocks amazing into... what i oh. love is he doesn't talk he doesn't go hey guys welcome to the channel 
please do follow, like, and subscribe, blah, blah. He just fucking gets on with it. The dude's just making a house. I really respect that, You know what I mean? Actually. He's making a bow and arrow. He's making some bricks out of clay. He's doing some shit in the river. I feel like that's, that's like the ultimate dad video to watch on just YouTube, love it. right? No yeah, running his mouth. But it's sort of, it's it's so simple in a sense that he doesn't, doesn't really need like much explanation. Yeah. There's another one actually that's quite good called... Uh, John's Kitchen and it's basically this guy in Japan who cooks things and he goes out and gets the ingredients off like his uncle's farm but he has like a cat with him and he puts the cat in the bike and he cycles to the farm and he picks up some like bags of stuff and he brings it back and he's got this incredibly kind of fancy kitchen with like um, really sharp knives and stuff and it's all very you know aesthetically pleasing yeah and Kind you of just describe the watch. format of like every children's TV show, pretty much. Right. Like there's always some sort of gimmicky sidekick that he takes along with him. And it's like he's got this like quintessential, perfect little like existence. That's he's, right. He's got it this, is, this perfect, very idealistic fashioned little bike with a basket for his cat. And he goes and picks only the ripest tomatoes from a trusted source and stuff. And it's like, yeah, okay. Great. Good for you, <laughs> John. Some of us actually have a fucking life where we can't do all that shit, okay? We're we're bogged down in the realities of modern living. So so what what do you suggest for that? Yeah. And then, we go to the fucking Tesco yeah, and they've only got right. one set of avocados. Fucking left o- I fucking order my shit from Akado like a normal person Fuck delivered you. to my house. Do you ever get taken with that dream though? But I think I think we use sometimes video games to replace that. Like sometimes, you know, like an Island Paradise Facebook game or some shit, you know, just sat like scratches that urge to to like go and live in the wilderness, yeah, know? or playing Rust to make for like half an yeah. hour makes you realize how horrible people are, and that actually you wouldn't want to live in this oh kind of God, yeah. prehistoric community at all because there'd be like crazy guys coming out of the trees with faceplate on, yeah. waiting to like chop you up and cook you over a fucking barbecue. Yeah, you know, man, we've been bullied so much in Rust recently. Like it's it's sad. The hearing people's Rust stories are pretty hilarious. Man. We're, we're going to play it again in, in, once I get my new machine. But Yeah, Doug was telling me how he he built this big, amazing place. He was in there like just, you know, it was just at home. He was like, it was like oh yeah, I was just, yeah. just doing some scrap salvaging or something. I was like, oh yeah. And then he was like, and I heard these rushes like land on the roof and then they dropped loads of C4 and they just blew the whole house up and then came in, killed all of us. Destroyed all of our chests so the stuff would despawn and then fucked off. It's like they just came in in a fucking helicopter yeah. with C4. Like, what the fuck? What the fuck? I love that Duncan, Duncan role plays in that game to some extent, too. The other night, yeah. he begged me for an hour to craft him some boots. It's like, <laughs> for what? What do you fucking need boots for in Rust? Like, you know what I mean? Just go out and keep your feet warm. Just go out and fucking hit some trees and come back with the goods. Like, you don't need boots for that. But no, he was like insistent. But yeah, no, we have had some, we had some really uh, problematic neighbors, Russian neighbors. We assume that they were Russian. They might not have been. It's, maybe it's a bit of profiling, but a couple of times they um, they tested our base to find the weaknesses. And I think after they figured it out, they just waited for us to not be online, probably not realizing that Duncan was just like, you know, smelting ore in the, in the, in the base in his downtime. Like nine in the morning. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then they just decided to strike. So, um, yeah, we've lost a couple of bases. We've been bullied a couple of times by, like, these super gamers. Yeah, cl- clearly boys. jacked up on Mountain Bigger Dew. Bigger boys came. With, uh, fucking Cheeto Flakes <laughs> in their um, peach fuzz beards. 
and stuff. <laughs> they, you know, they probably have like, a, you know, like a neon green light in their dark room with like all these like monster posters and stuff. And um, they're like clutching their anime body. No, pillow. but they're these guys that they just know everything about the game. They've played it so much. They know like they know how to fucking. They see a base that it doesn't fit into like some sort of like meta build for the game currently. And you played just, with Wilsonator? They just know straight up. Have like, you played oh, with Wilsonator? Not recently, no. Oh man, that dude knows Rust. Yeah, he's, he's played a lot he, of Rust. He's one of those That's guys. That's his bread and butter. Yeah. yeah. So twice this has happened. One dude has turned up fairly well geared with a good gun and everything and has just sat outside our base and killed all of us systematically over and over and over again until we lose all of our stuff. Because everybody insists on just running out, not knowing where this guy is, taking all the good stuff every time they respawn uh, and dying immediately to him because he's just like by the door or far enough away from the door where we can't see him and shoot him, but he can shoot us through the windows in our base and everything else. And then, and then he just fleeces us. Like, this happened twice. There's like six of us and one of them, and we cannot even touch the guy. Like, it's insane. Well, this this happens. This I, I'm continually stunned by the dedicated communities to certain games where people, every game you go into, right, there's dedicated people who are the fucking craziest people who've put thousands and thousands of hours into every game. Like, like this week, you know, obviously, I, I played a bit of WoW Classic last week, and WoW Classic's this thing where... Already on retail, there are tens, tens, hundreds of thousands of people playing this game. But like so many of them have played only that game, it feels like, yeah. since ever. And they've all got so many fucking achievements and so many as, as cosmetics and everything. Like What, in Classic? And, and you go to, you go, well, no, but on, on retail. Oh, on but retail, on Classic, yeah. you go on Classic and there's, there's like fucking 25 U servers or whatever. And you go on any one of them and they're all fucking still full. And you go to any fucking zone, anywhere, and it's all like instance as well. So it's not like you're seeing like the only zone on that thing. You go you go anywhere in fucking Stranglethorn Vale and I was walking, walking around and like you walk into a camp of like kobolds and it's deserted. They're all fucking dead. And you walk, you walk and you're like, oh, there's another camp around here. They're all dead. There's no players. There's no fucking, you don't see anyone because someone's come in, killed them all, fucking left to clear the next one and just gone around the whole zone killing absolutely fucking everything. And they're all fucking dead. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Like, I play Northgard and I, as like a new player, I got loaded up Northgard and I was like, I was trying to get like a multiplayer game and everyone's got like this rank and they're like, all of them have like 10,000 point rank or something. And I'm, I've got like 17 after like four <laughs> fucking games. And I'm like, how have you got fucking like 10,000 points? I mean, you must have played like thousands of fucking games of this game. And like every, I'm, I'm just, I, I want to know like from our audience. I want to Honestly though, if they had achievements and point tracking and stuff for uh, Super Mario Kart and the Super Nintendo back in the day, that would have been me. I would have been the guy with 10,000 points. I knew all the fucking spins and the curves and everything. I don't know. You're in a different. I, I just you're in a know, different like, place when you're a kid playing games, right? If there is like a game that you, for some reason, keep finding yourself going back to, you play it all the time. Your it's your thing. Like, like what, what, it, what is that game? And because there must be, it must be, there must be these people, these people who do exist in every fucking game. I, I, I've got a theory. All right, I've, I've got, a, I've got a, a few theories. I think it all, it all stacks up. First of all, I think some people obsessive compulsive about a thing, so it doesn't really matter what you put them in front of. They're gonna play it. And, and and they're just going to do it. So if you put Rust in front of some, could be a bunch of different games. Could be Dota, could be Rust, could be WoW, could be anything. If they can play it and they get any kind of level of enjoyment out of it, then that's it. 
they don't care about anything else. That becomes their consuming, overriding, driving force in their life is to get as many points and win as many games this as possible. It's like a compulsion. I think that you've also got to figure that there are definitely people out there who can't afford to buy many games. So they've got their crappy PC. It can run this game. Yeah. There's a reason that some games like like take RuneScape, right? As prime example, Dota 1 was another example. Original CS like 1.6. These would run on pretty much any PC and they were cheap, relatively cheap games and you can get them. And then that's that's it. You've got something to play. Rust is I, like I, that, I too. It's overlooked. been given away free and like, yeah, it's really every easy to get bundle for like five years. Yeah. So a lot of people just have it. And then, um, yeah, they're just re get really good at it by playing it a lot, I guess. You know, see, these guys are always like waving their dicks around too, like, oh, I've got 5000 hours in this game. You right. know, but maybe they're more excited than like that like, about it, I guess. <laughs> like, I don't have 5,000 hours in can any game. you wave game. your dick around literally? Eh? You can wave your dick around in Rust. I'm a lady, though, in Rust. Oh, it, did it still, did it get randomized? I, I thought it, it decided for you and you were stuck with it. Yeah, That's it is. It, it is. I'm a lady yeah. as well. I can't uh, I'm change a beautiful, that. bald lady. Yeah. Oh, my God. I just clicked on Steam. Duncan has just downloaded a game called Fortify, which is a base designer for Rust. Yes. Quickly plan your base yes. with lots of helpful yeah, yeah. tools. <laughs> <laughs> and you could throw bobs at it and see where the C4 yeah. would hit. Well, stuff. the C4, you just plant it. it the, the thing with base design is you want to make it, you want to, it's it's all about raid cost, right? And that's the, that's the thing that puts people off. When people realize, hang on, it's going to cost me like 12 C4s to get to where I, I need to get into this base, then it puts them off and they decide not to do it, right? Exactly. I mean, there's there's no such thing as an unraidable base. Like it's, no, it's yeah, always going to be raidable. Everything is raidable, but you have to make it so cumbersome for them to do it that it puts them off doing it, right? So small, yeah. compact bases are best for that, but they're a fucking nightmare if you play Rust the way that we do because I don't know what it is, but there's like six of us playing and at any given time, all of us are in the fucking base together at the same time trying to look in chests. <laughs> yeah. So you're constantly being blocked, body blocked by people. You can't get through hallways and stuff because everybody <laughs> just idles in the base and, and sorts out chests. Nobody's out actually doing anything worthwhile, right? So it has to be big enough to accommodate people, but not too big that it costs a million resources. Exactly, because there's upkeep now too. You've got so to if your base upkeep. is super big, you have to fill your, 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 tool, uh, your tool cupboard with... Um, resources to keep it going. Is there a balance to be held? Like, can you have like a vault, like a like a high high value like treasure? Well, room yeah, that's or? what people do. They put it right next to their uh, tool cabinet, and that's the point, like like the furthest point into your base, right? So all your high value stuff goes in there because that room is the least likely to be fully raided, right? Somebody might start to raid your base, and they maybe they'll get like three doors in. And then, the, you know, they might get some of your, like, really shitty loot rooms where you store all your charcoal or whatever. Oh, my God. It's like going through a dungeon. Yes, yes it is. It is, yeah. You've, you've got to make it like that. But It's great. They've, they've changed it around now. So you can build, even, even where you're building restricted, you can now build uh, twig platforms and stairs, and you can attach ladders to bases. So you have to they, consider... You've got these little goblins coming up inside your base. You think you're up top yeah, sniping them, and you've got sick platform, and all of a sudden... Some knobhead ladders up, yeah, and that's it. They're chucking nades yeah. over the so top. Yeah, so you got to so you got to watch your roofs as well because that that you know even though you might have a lot of honeycombing and doors and stuff like that, 
if your base is only one high, that's only one roof to blow into. If they know where, where they need to go or if they figured out where all the good stuff is, they just got to blow up one roof and get in. It's great. So it's it's, it is awesome, yeah. There's lots of like uh, auto turrets, like shotgun traps and stuff now that you can dot around your base to like help out with stuff like that too. We're going to so There's we, electricity we, now. I don't know if yeah, you had flax with electricity, but yeah, you can yeah. you can make all these crazy the hot air balloon wind, that you can get in and, uh, and, shit. and fly yeah. around the map and stuff. Yeah. It's, it's awesome, but it's still really fucking hardcore. But like, that's why when we we were going to play it on a private server, we we're going to play it on a private server, but the problem is that you can't have the big gang. You don't get the real experience that way either. It's no, like care you, you want right? to play against the regular puppies cuz yeah. first of all, if there's 3 of them and they've got a sick base, and there's 30 of you, you don't mind raiding them because they're they're members of the public, right? They're mm. assholes. So you're gonna fucking run them down <laughs> and you're gonna zerg rush them with 30 uh, lads and you're just gonna take them out. People are oh, people are so horrible to people they don't know. Oh, it's yeah, crazy. Yeah. It is crazy. There's an old adage. There's an old adage I live by. If if he's unknown to me, a cunt he be. Right? <laughs> so we did the same thing though. We had this guy, this guy and his friend were making a base next to ours, and we were like fairly established at this point. We hadn't been picked on or raided or whatever. So we had a couple of guns. There was six of us. We knew like the lay of the land around us. We were just trying to control like a harbor or like be close to it because we were using it to like recycle or whatever. So this guy, Tony Labamba and his uh, and his friend <laughs> move in next door, okay? And they start building a wood house. And every day and every night, one of us was just sitting outside their house waiting for them to come out, okay? So in the end, it, like the in-game in voice, all it was was two guys sitting in a house going, fuck you guys, let us out of a fucking house. We don't have anything. Like, we're not doing anything and stuff. Like, they weren't angry. Like, they were joking around. Like, so like every time, like, they heard a noise come from outside the house, they would start <laughs> singing or, like, you know, start saying, like, I'm going to fuck your mom and stuff like that. And it was it was really funny. Like, the whole night was like that. It was just constantly, like, we'd go out, we'd do something, we'd get something, come back, like, ah, let's go check on Tony LaBamba. And, of course, he'd be coming back totally naked, but, like, fucking tons of wood and stone. So we'd kill him and steal all his shit and stuff. And, like, it was never hesitation. We would just gun him down in cold blood every time. We'd be like, hey, Tony, boom, just blow him away. <laughs> <laughs> See, now, if that was a viewer... Like on your Discord, you'd feel bad. Like we've done that where we bullied people. Like this is this isn't fair. Uh, like me and Barry and and Jordan guys will be running around, yeah. killing people. It's like this, this doesn't feel cool. Like this this poor guy just wants to play. And in the end, they're like, P Flags, please. I just <laughs> built this base. I've got like three wood. And Barry's like, all right, come outside. And we'll have a chat. And they open the door. And he's like, yeah, crossbow to the face. Yeah. And they're just like, all right, guys, well done. Thank you. He's like, yeah. It's like, all right, this isn't fun. But if you didn't oh know that guy, God. fuck him. You're going to teabag the shit out of him. I had a realization the other night, though, when I was playing. And uh, somebody downed me. And I went on voice. And I was like, fuck you. Like, I was really just like, fuck off. Like, fuck you. What, what, like, what are you doing and stuff? And then I, I, I sort of like time stood still. And I thought to myself, I'm almost 40 years old. And this, <laughs> this, this guy is probably 12. And he's having a great time. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, that's yeah. fun when you're 12. I'm almost 40 years old. And I actually thought to myself, am I having fun here? Or do I just hate <laughs> myself enough to put myself through this? Like, it was a real... It was a real, like, uh, introspective moment, right? Like, I just... Uh, I had, I was like, what am I doing? Like, 
but then I just carried on. I like I I, I dismissed the thought almost straight away. Just respawned and <laughs> Look, went after him it, with the bone arrow. Anyone anyone that plays games for a living has this awakening now and again where your brain questions what you're doing. Like there's a moment where you feel embarrassed of your own behavior and you think, yeah. "What the fuck am I doing?" Like you think if I was watching this as me, like if you took the same person, but we weren't game players. Like we were just we had a regular fucking job. And we were looking at ourselves like a parallel version. Wouldn't you look at yourself and think, what the fuck am I doing? God, I'm glad I'm living this life and not that one. Look at this guy shouting at a video game. Oh my god. I've had some I've had some doozies for sure. Fucking drilling and grinding. Oh my god. Fucking drilling and grinding. Mm. That should be the name of this <laughs> fucking podcast. Yeah. Episode 104, drilling and grinding. Drilling and grinding. Mm. I've noticed that the you know the way they have the little thumbnails for for this podcast and and all YouTube videos. When I came down to Bristol about three years ago and we did the uh, Magic the Gathering thing, Barry or someone took a load of pictures of me doing various poses to use on thumbnails. Right? I've noticed that me being angry is like the most used picture of an angry me. Yeah. And I'm, I'm worried that I am angry too much. The angry and guy. No one is the. Why. Have you seen your Instagram? That's just grumpy. Yeah. Right. Oh. The two kind of yeah. go together fairly well, though. I think I've been let down too many times by by game releases. Yeah. yeah. Right. Man, just as that grinder hit, I could just sense it in your like demeanor, your online demeanor. I could tell that this is this is wearing you down. It's like it's 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 physically physically grinding down some stone, but you know also grinding your soul down as well at the same time. It's like a supervillain origin story. Do you know what I mean? But a really shit like, supervillain, and all he does is complain online. The complainer. You had, like, but but you but you you live next door to the building for like years no and years, and it just twisted your. <laughs> The Winger. <laughs> Winjo. I'm so triggered. <laughs> oh. El Complano. <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> You know, you know what I was thinking the other day that you, you see this 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 is has become like one of the default what forms of arguing online now. You get into an argument with someone, they say something really fucking moronic and stupid. Yeah. You respond to that and they say, lol, you triggered, bro. And everyone's like, oh like that <laughs> oh, guy shit, won. He's triggered. He he won. That guy called you triggered, so he wins. (laughs) And I'm thinking, that's too easy. There's no craft. You haven't had to make a point. You just say, lol, you triggered, bro. And everyone's like, whoa, he's got him. He's called him triggered, therefore he's triggered. Me saying this, people are going to say, oh, people act so triggered. What triggered doesn't mean what you think it means. Back in my day, we all put on our leather jackets and rode rode our motorcycles down to the milkshake spot. And we uh, we lacerated our our foes with wordplay. Yeah, come now, at me with a switchblade. Now all you got to do is just say of words. You triggered, bro, and in your track pants, sitting at your computer, eating some cold meatloaf that your mum made for you, and you're a hero. <laughs> Fucking zoomers, <Yeah>. man. <laughs> Imagine if you know all those rap battles. Yeah. How shit would they be if the battle consisted of one guy saying something, the other one going. Yo, you triggered, bro. And the audience is like, whoa, he wins. Rap battle over. It's like, who can be the first to say, are you triggered, bro? I was That's I it. was asked yesterday, am I a man, dude, or bro guy? And I responded with uh, just man. Like, dude and bro are just not things that I say very I often. I say dude quite a bro, lot. Bro, bro, seldomly. Dude, enough, I guess. But it's not my go-to. 
I, I, I'd say man. I'm a more dude. Than guy. Both of those other things. What you say? Hey, man. Hey, man. What's up, yeah. man? Stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, what's up, so man? I, yeah. I don't, I don't say that. That's more of an, a, a North American thing. I guess, I guess so. Uh, but really no, come on, saying, dude hey, is dude is as North American as it gets, though. No, it used to be, but it's moved. Yeah, it's, it, it's oh, been right. around for long enough now that everybody says dude. Everyone says dude now, right? But in the UK, it's mate. Mate. Yeah, mate. Oh, mate. Mate feels feels a bit like I I. I, I'm not. I'm not the right kind of person to say. You don't that. say mate. It's kind of, you know, you have to be a bit more woke to be able to say mate. But no, I, 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 dude, dude, the easiest. Say man is always like you're complaining. What about when like, girls oh, call each other dude? Though that's kind of. I weird, like no? that. You like that? I like it's, that. I like it when I like it when girls swear at each other and have have ways of referring to groups. I think I can't refer to girls as man. Either. No, you can say like, hey guys. They don't care. Like it yeah. became unisex. You can say dude. Time, you could call a girl dude, and that's fine. I don't talk to many people, so. <laughs> My, my wife hates it when I use internet slang. I'm sure I've said this before. Yeah. I said TY the other day when she made me a cup of tea. She was really unhappy. She hates it. Yeah. She's like, well, at least you didn't say pog. Pog. Yeah, poggy. Pog chat. Oh, poggers. My, my kids say stuff. stuff poggers. Is... My kids say stuff like that all the time. Oh, I can't believe some of these people. Like, you, you, you go onto a stream, you're like, I'm going to watch this. And it's just like this fucking... Oh, it's like a like a like a tsunami of, of fucking gibberish. Like you know, like with the pog champs and the the what's the what's the pepega and, and everything. It's like yeah, they just go monka. You fucking hurt yourself, like Christ! It's just crazy. Like I don't know. It's it's funny like seeing it in text in chat or whatever. It's not great when you're saying it out loud. It's got to be said. Like, come on now. Like, if you're being ironic about it, okay. But if that's part of your everyday vocabulary, fuck me. If I like, if I ran a business and I was hiring somebody and somebody came in, <laughs> I was like, all right, you got the jog. And he's like, pog champ. All right, sorry. <laughs> you don't have the job, you fucking idiot. Get out of here. You just fucked That yourself. is the most old man thing you've ever said. I know. Like, I know, I know we do digress into old man territory, but I know. that right there. That would, that would trigger me Literally hard, going though. from talking about it to... If you came in for a job, like, oh, that's such a on. fucking bad thing to say. It dude. is, that's but so come funny. on. If my kids start if you talking like work that. On my area. You get out there in the world, real world with your papagas and your pog chaps. Good luck to you. Because you're going to crash and burn, son. Yeah. You'll be right back in. If, if, if my son starts pog champing and, and, and papagaying and whatever. Daddy, I need to peepo poo. <laughs> peepo fancy. I'm going to be pretty upset. I don't want that to happen. I don't want to hear that. Tech W, mate. Monka S. <laughs> oh, oh, that's so funny. God, Pepe oh, laugh. Jeez. Pepe <laughs> jiggle. Oh, fucking Monka shake. Oh, fuck's yeah. sake. Man, I don't know. I, I feel like at times, I don't know if that's feeling old, though, or just being a bit sort of like wise. Like, nah, I, mean, I think they, they all do it, me, man. I mean, Jeez. look at Barry. Barry literally just ruffle. He, I haven't heard Barry actually laugh in some time. Like, Barry just says ruffle. <laughs> he literally says ruffle instead of laughing. I, I feel like I feel like there's tears, tears of, like, of laughter, you know. It's like we've always had it, you know. You can... You, I, think, I think a lot of the times... This is how language works, right? You're looking for a shortcut. Everyone always wants to don't want to have to say long things. They want, don't so want to what? say. So well, people that was say awkward. they just want to say, you know, <laughs> so people will like, just say me. lol uh, instead of just like fake laughing. You know, like if somebody says something, you're like, <laughs> you know, like it's like a fake laugh. Exactly. People will. Yeah, you can just go, people now lol. replace that with 
lol <laughs> lol i mean come on i think it's 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 just taking a shortcut right in terms of language like you know you know, no one refers to you as Christopher or whatever. It's Chris. You know, it's it's like it's and it feels awkward to have these malt, like a mouthful of. You want it to be quick. I, th- you know? I think part it's of it like, might be. It's like belay that order, right? You want a quick. It's it's, snappy... it's social anxiety about talking. Maybe if you have to stand there and say, oh, well, "I found that I found that most amusing." You know, that doesn't work when you just go ruffle and everyone's like, "Cool." You know, that's enough. Hey, you don't need to say anything. You can just you, say Rothfuss. You, you just saying that has made me realize that I'm in a very I'm in a very dark point in my life where <laughs> very few people actually call me Chris anymore. You're having one of these Yeah, moments. so that means I'm surrounding myself mostly with internet people and not real life people anymore. Which I call you Chris worrying. from time to time. Do you? Yeah. Maybe I just don't notice. I don't. Weird. People were kind of weirded out by it. They were like, who called him Chris? Yeah. P-Flats. Nobody ever yeah. calls me well, I, I can't remember the last time you ever called me Ted. I mean, Harry just calls me P-Flax. Everybody calls me P-Flax. Like, nobody calls me in the office anyway. No one calls me Ted. Yeah. Um, I mean, I mean <laughs> like, my kids don't call me Chris, obviously. My wife never uses my, my, my name. We always just, like, call each other stupid shit sort of thing. Do you call each other mum and dad? Sometimes, yeah. Oh, God, no. Sometimes we do, yeah. Like it, I'll say go to mummy or go to mummy and tell her or something yeah. like that or you'll be in trouble when mummy gets home because I'm at home so I rely on her coming home and, and kicking up shit you know what I mean she can be the judge yeah sometimes. no if I'm so like she, but I don't I don't call her mummy to her face I do if if my kids are around and I'm referring to her not even in bed like, yeah oh mummy <laughs> oh mummy <laughs> I call her daddy in bed that's, that's nice oh <laughs> I know who wears the trousers yeah I'm just old fashioned I just call her bitch <laughs> <laughs> Yo, bitch. What about dude? dude. I don't. Hey, dude. Don't. Hey, welcome home, dude. <laughs> I'll, I'll do oh, that. Oh, Monka S, that. I'm so glad you're home. Ellie, giggle. Mate. Oh, <laughs> Pega. <laughs> <What friends? laughs> yeah. Fuck. I think you misused all of these. I think as well. I did, that yeah. Be- <laughs> <laughs> I think I did. Oh, my God. Like, oh, Pega. Oh, Pega. Like, it's a no, shucks. Lads and lasses out there listening, this is the hip spot to be. We know all the Papegas and Coggers. Oh, yes. Pog champ to Pog you. Come on down. So, my daughter is sick yesterday. um, And um, yeah, it sucks. She threw up on my couch. Keep following the flow chart. Yeah. So, so she threw up on my couch. So, the couch. uh, So, you're going to. This is it. The fucking flow chart. We've followed it. Yeah, we have. Yeah, yeah. yeah, Complaining about something your kids did is the next (laughs) one. She threw up on the couch. But. It was cute in the end because uh, she we we got a bucket for her in case she was going to be sick again. Everything kids do is cute, even throwing no, it no, up. That's true. not cute. But so we get her a bucket okay, and we say, if you're going to be sick again, make sure you go in the bucket, okay? We don't want you to barf it on the couch again. So she's like, okay. And you know, like k- kids do that, right? They sort of say, okay. And you think that, you know, they think they know what they're talking about, but they don't. They just say, okay, sort of thing. It's just a, like a thing that they do. So we So the bucket's there. My wife has to go out. She's got this appointment that she has to go to or whatever. So I have to take care of her by myself. So I do, which, you know, it's fine. And uh, and the bucket is is at the ready because I'm not I'm not messing around. There's no barfing happening outside of a bucket on my watch. Right. I look over at her a couple of times. I'm like, are you OK? Like, if you're going to be sick, make sure you use the bucket. You know, like you, you can feel it. If you feel funny or whatever, just go to the bucket and throw up in there. OK. She's like, yeah, OK, I will. 
And so she goes off because she's like sick, but she's still like running around and jumping around and stuff yeah, like they, that. Yeah, they, 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 they do. They have them. energy and shit like it's crazy. They're not just like confined to a bed like an adult would be when they're not feeling well. So she's she's off. She goes upstairs and then she comes down. She kind of runs downstairs and she's like, I need the bucket. I was like, quick, get to the bucket. Like, what are you? Okay, the bucket. Go, get over the bucket. So she gets over the bucket and she's like, dad. It's only to sneeze. And so she sneezes <laughs> into the bucket. Well, and then like a bit of snot goes in the bucket. She's like, I did it. There's a bit of snot in the bucket. I was like, okay, great. And so for the rest of the morning, every time she needs to sneeze, she runs to the bucket and sneezes in it. Every time she has to cough, <laughs> she runs up to the bucket and coughs in it. And I'm like, all right, that's fine. And then I had to explain to her. I was like, remember this morning when you – threw up you know like stuff came out of your mouth and it stunk and it went all over the couch she's like yes i was like that's what the bucket's for you don't have to sneeze into the bucket every time and she's like oh <laughs> like it just came to this realization <laughs> that the bucket was actually for you know barf and not not for everything else she wanted to do which is pretty cute so it kind of like canceled out the fact that there was barf all over the couch in in a way you know like if you can feel that yeah. something's kind of cute or whatever it's fine but uh, but yeah, just another another uh, story uh, in the adventures of being uh, a parent, a long suffering orphan on the couch. Dad. So that wasn't really a complaint. Actually, no. that was more positive than I anticipated. Yeah. I I thought I thought that story was going like you took your eyes off her for a second and then you know it was just no. My my kids or are like you just you just heard like a that like sound of a. a no, my my kids are not pukey kids. Like if they're puking, it's because they've got a virus oh, or I was a pukey kid. Whatever. I, I like they were never pukey babies. You know, like my son puked on the kitchen floor one time and then got chicken pox like immediately after. And that's pretty Oh, I I, I lie. One time, oh my god, it was fucking unbelievable. <laughs> I he was sitting in his car seat in the back seat. And we'd stop to get some ice cream. This is early on. We were so fucking tired and just completely bombed out from having our first kid. We just didn't know what we were doing. So we're like, okay, he's fallen asleep in the backseat. Let's stop and just get an ice cream and just sit in the car in silence for like five minutes. It'll be great. So we do that. Uh, and then he wakes up in the backseat. We're like, oh, shit, he's woken up. And then he just fucking <laughs> barfs everywhere. Like, it was, it was like Problem Child <laughs> too. This sounds it like was, a scene from oh, The Exorcist. It was fucking awful. Both of you are sat God, there, like, like tired, everywhere. like panting in the it's front like seat. It's like he just like breathing heavily. It was like you the, look around. There's this like sleeping baby, and everything's fine. It was fine. like the Death Star exploding, but it was all vomit. It, like it just everywhere. It just like plastered the, you know, like in like those alien movies when they shoot an alien inside a car, and you just see all of like the windows <laughs> of the car plastered instantly from like the or outside. Or like in. Uh, fucking pulp fiction when he yes, shoots that it was like that seat. but yeah. barf oh fuck it was everywhere it was so gross and the car my my, uh, my youngest pukes a lot my youngest pukes a lot and she gets car sick i don't know why like real easy and we'll you know, like we'll be just driving down the street like 10 minutes away and she's like oh, sick. Like, oh god so one time we, i was taking them to legoland it was like an inset day at school so we're driving to legoland what, the one in windsor and yeah oh. it's like slow moving traffic yeah. and we're going along on the on the sort of a road everyone else on this road is also going to legoland she starts to feel sick we're going like eight miles an hour 
So I was like, well, there's nowhere to pull over. So I wound down the window. I said, undo your seatbelt and just puke out the window. So we're driving along the road and she's being sick <laughs> oh, out the window. No. <laughs> while we're driving along. Now the car behind us stopped. They were like, and they stopped. And I'm still going. So there's like a huge gap between us and this big trail of puke leading all the way down the fucking road. And I'm thinking, what are you stopping for? Just go around it a little bit. It's, not, it's just a kid being sick. Yeah. They stopped like it was an emergency. I was like, geez. Maybe but, he was uh, yeah, worried it was that it was going to like skid out of control and cause a big pileup. <laughs> At behind. eight miles an hour, like a video game. Yeah. Like they fucked the physics in the game. You touch some sick. Spinning around the car out of just control spins off, off into the space. road. <laughs> into a ditch, a fucking big fireball. The car explodes. Yeah, man, kids getting sick. Like I said, we're lucky. My kids don't get sick very often. So, yeah. but there have been a couple of instances where yeah. it's been. We were, we were in Italy on holiday. We were going, I think it's Perugia. Could be wrong. And we're going up. It's a very windy sort of mountain road, if you like, or hillside road. Very windy up there. And Mrs. F will be listening to this saying, it wasn't Perugia, you idiot. It was so-so. But it was something like that. Some Italian town or city on the top of this hill. She doesn't listen. do get fucking idiot. We're going around all this windy stuff. And I say to the kids, I'm like, you're right. She's like, yeah, we're all okay. Just as we get there and we're looking for a parking space, my youngest suddenly goes, bah, 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 like literally, bam, oh, no. all over the inside of this hire car, like every fucking where. And my wife is just like, she's a puke. Pull over. So we pulled over and she leaps out of the car. She opens the back door to look and she's just like, fuck, like everything's a write off in this car. The car seat is fucking covered in puke. The back of the, 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 the seat in front is covered in puke, everything. So she's like, looked across the road and there was like just some random shop. Now, neither of us speaks any Italian, but she had to go in there and she was like, what I need now is napkins or something to get rid of this puke. And my eldest is like crying because she hates the sight and sound of and, and, and smell of puke so much. She's like weeping like, <laughs> like this. Jesus. The youngest is like just frozen in terror, covered in puke. It's like tr a traumatic yeah. experience. And yeah. my wife runs across this road and comes back with all these napkins. I don't know how she convinced the, the Italian lady's there. You must give me 200 weight of napkins. My child has been sick. I don't know how she did it, but she did. It was like a fucking bank or something, and she still came out with napkins, God bless her, mopped up this kid, but the car stank. Like, absolutely stank. The rest of the holiday, you could just smell sick. There was no way. And then you're on holiday, you're washing the car, trying to get the sick out. Ugh. It was so grim. There's nothing worse. Buongiorno. Uh, <laughs> napkin arino, por favor. Uh... Mia bambino puco, mucho puco. In El Hierocaro. Oh, my gosh, it's El Compleno. <laughs> it's you. <laughs> Take everything I have. This is super villain. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck's sake. All right, that's enough. Uh, Thank you very much. Uh, that's the trifle. We followed the uh, flowchart perfectly this time. So to the letter, professional. So big, a big, big round okay. of applause, or should I say, Pepe hands for <laughs> let's get a couple of poggies for the Triforce podcast. Woo! Pog you. Right. Bye. Bye.